What is my work? This book is not about how to get you to work less, or stop working, or not have a job at all. Whether you're a business owner, or you're still working under your boss, this book is for you. This practice toolkit is there to show you how to take a break, love your work and your life. It will show you how not to get consumed by work. This book is not just for those that want to be their own boss. It is for everyone that wants to understand the different levels of their life. And people who hate categories, too. How not to always be working serves as a way of saying yes to the process, a means of showing up, taking time, and taking a time out. Leisure and deep breathing are for everyone, not just the 1%, not just the enlightened, and not only the privileged. Continue reading to find out how you can be this person. Usually, we can be of the wrong opinion that whatever we do that is hard is work. And what is easy is not work. Your job may be your work, but not always. We may have some jobs we enjoy doing. They feel easy, and after having a truckload of them, it eventually does feel like work. You are exhausted, you feel like you haven't rested, you've forgotten to drink water, exercise, or to take a break. When you love doing something, it can be hard to feel like you are working when doing it. So, to get that boring admin or paperwork done, make it fun to do. Play music, do fun things to ease the process. It is all about that. Work is subjective. You could have a hobby, but when you start seeing it as a source of income, it could eventually become work. When things on your work list become the only things you do, it hurts your spirit. Friendships, relationships, and even your business will suffer. The first step now is to identify what work is to you. Make a list of all the things you consider work. Be relaxed while you're at it so you can get it all. Now that you have made this list, to ease up on all that you have to do, you can delegate. A delegation will not only make life easier for you, but it also provides jobs for other people. Don't be hard on yourself. Take it easy. After you've done all these, write out why you're grateful for your work. Or what it is about your work that you're thankful for. Where do I work? Where do you work? Do you work on the couch? Dining table? Or do you have your office space? Do you enjoy eating in your workspace? There is no right way a workspace should or should not be. All that matters is that it is how you want it to be. So, don't have a workspace? Get yourself a table space. It could even be small. Something subtle that you can identify as your space. Set it up like an altar. Put your favorite things on it. If it means you add that lovely kettle, vase, or a plant that you love, then so be it. Anything to make your space just like you want it. Anything that makes you comfortable working. Never let someone tell you that you have to be a certain way. Another exercise that you will need to do is to write out your dream workspace. Would you want to have easy access to taking breaks? Set it up in a way that supports your style of work. Add things that make you comfortable and encourage you to do more. Now that you've covered what your work is, and how your workspace should be, keep reading to find out what is not your work. What is not my work? Think about this. What is taking your time? What is not your work? Write down a list of all the things you do that are not your work. Just doing this alone has made you freer, because you can have an overview of those things you spend your time on. Some of which you may or may not do. You need to identify your time in a day. Figure out your work time, personal time, and sleep time. The author identifies hers with a no phone from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. rule. Now, this doesn't mean she turns off her data or puts her phone on airplane mode. She merely turns off the phone and has no access to it until 10 a.m. Before 10 a.m., after waking up, she prays, meditates, sips some coffee, reflects, reads and writes. 
Decide what you do, and will do, during that period. Some people dedicate their mornings as work-free, while others use their evenings. Pick out which one works for you. The author stops all work at 4 p.m. You need to study your time, to know when you can finish work activities. Later in the evening, say, by 9.30, her mind understands that she only has 30 minutes of phone time left, so she brushes off the little things, sends the final emails and settles in by 10 p.m. Get yourself a nighttime ritual. The author has little to no screen time, she relaxes, she reads, has that good bowl of ice cream and lights her candles. You can see the book for the different candle colors and what they signify. What are the gray areas in my work? Gray areas are ill-defined situations or areas in which it is difficult to judge what is right and what is wrong. Simply put, they are those things you do that you just cannot decide to stop doing or not. There could be many gray areas in your work. You need to figure it out. Whether it is posting all your day-to-day -day activities on social media or whatever, find it. One way is for you to study the things you do in a day. The author identified hers in the sharing of her rituals and survival, self-care practices, and also in the research on how to work better. Mind you, it doesn't mean that utilizing social media is a bad idea, but unless you're making money or gaining something from it, you have to consider it being a gray area. The author realized that she probably was not trying to find out how not to work, or where to draw the line. But instead, how to work in a way that allows you to stay committed to yourself, your business and family. Here's a list by Peter Fishley and David Weiss called, How to Work Better. 1. Do one thing at a time. 2. Know the problem. 3. Learn to listen. 4. Learn to ask questions. 5. Distinguish sense from nonsense. 6. Accept change as inevitable. 7. Admit mistakes. 8. Say it's simple. 9. Be calm. 10. Smile. As with other previous chapters, the author gives you exercise. She advises that you find an oracle or a tarot deck that speaks to you. Or, take a bunch of note cards and write words you love on them, you could even create a collage of images that are inspiring to you. Write down your findings, and notice what keeps repeating itself. Then after this, ask yourself the following questions, do I make money from my hobbies? How does my relationship to social media sharing intersect with how I make money? What private tasks, hobbies, spiritual practices do I do for myself that no one else knows about or sees? How to not work when not working? If only it could be as simple as saying, turn your phone off and go outside and never tell anyone you did it, identify the parts of your work that don't feel like work. Honor those parts, and make them unique. A lot of us are addicted to our phones. Phone addiction is one big way to make you feel like everything is work. If you can understand this addiction, you're on the right track. Try out these ways to overcome your addiction, delete all your apps, even if it's for a whole day or a week. Get a flip phone or one that has little to no access to the internet. A flip phone reduces your options of phone use and slows you down, so it is good. Use a phone box, can be any box. You have it to put your phone in there for some time, and not touch or use it. Leave it there, then, you write, read or do anything else. Stick to your time, and stay off the phone. Get an app like, Moment, Freedom, or, Self-Control, I know this contradicts the first tip. But these apps monitor your screen time and phone use. If you use it well, you can moderate your use, and stay in the green. You can restrict app usage, or even the sites you visit, to keep clear of distractions. Turn your phone off. Seriously. Put your phone on airplane mode when you sleep. Set strict phone hours, or adopt a no phone after a certain time rule. 
Now for the exercise, ask yourself the following questions. 1. What activities make me feel genuinely relaxed? 2. What action steps do I need to create clear boundaries around not working? 3. How do I feel when I'm not working? How can I return to that feeling? Taking a break. Taking a break can mean different things depending on you and what you do for work and fun. It could be making a healthy meal, listening to music, or taking a walk. You won't be surprised to find that even cooking for yourself can seem like a lot of work sometimes. The author finds solace in yoga, the stretching, light movement, and peaceful techniques. Even though this can be her work as well, she uses some to take a break. Learn to take a break. At first, it might seem deliberate and forced, but with time, it becomes natural. You ease into it. Take out a piece of paper. Tape it to the wall and write down your answer to these questions. 1. What does a 15-minute break look like? 2. What does an hour of not working look like? 3. What do 5 hours of not working look like? 4. Move up. What does one whole day of not working look like? 5. What is a vacation? 6. What is a work trip? 7. Do I want my work and vacation to be the same thing? This is very important because sometimes, during a work vacation, you may be so caught up with work that you'll eventually end up not taking a break. Or if you do, you'll now feel guilty for not working. There is no messing up. Say you are clamped working. Say you get behind on so many things to do, your deadlines are close, and there is a lot of stuff on the line. Telling yourself, I've messed up, isn't the way forward. There is no such thing. There is only shifting and rearranging. You pick up from where you left off and make the necessary steps to get you back on track. Just being hopeful that a tricky situation will disappear doesn't work. You have to be honest and open with yourself, and willing to create clarity where there is vagueness. We all deserve some encouragement. And perhaps, you haven't been feeling so into what you're doing, boost yourself with a manifesto. It can come from anywhere. You may be like the author and pull an oracle card from the deck and use it to write a sentence or two. For instance, today I will birth myself, I will hold myself, or today I will birth old ideas and new ones, if you pull the birth card. It can be in any form you choose. Either spiritual or poetic. Your choice. Check out a Daily Ideal Manifesto by Jacqueline Suskin for more understanding. The Daily Ideal is a reliable foundation that you use when you lose focus or get distracted. In addition to this, you can set some rule and specific settings that you cannot compromise. Maybe it's an exercise or some meditation. It grounds you, clears up your mind and reminds you of what you want to do with your life. It also keeps you in check and charge. Think of powerful words you use to describe yourself, exercise on shifting perspective. Instead of beating yourself up by saying, Wow, I missed that deadline, I am a dumb a asterisk s, you could instead say, Wow, looks like I missed another deadline. That is becoming a habit of mine. How can I support myself to meet the deadline, or at least love myself through the missing it? Oh. I will make myself tea, sit down, and finish it. Even if it is a few days late, it can still be special. It is better late than never. Do you see that? Instead of spending time beating yourself up, just a round of self-love and self-esteem can do the trick. Check out how the author handled messing up, and fill in the spaces with what you would do for yourself. Anxieties and fear. For most of us, it is easy to look at the perception of others' success and compare it to how well we are doing. We use others as a scale to rate if we are working, or otherwise, how we are not. Anxieties and fear keep us alive as humans. But, this doesn't mean we need to let it consume us. 
Infusions like nettle and oat straw and tinctures help relieve anxiety. Perhaps you have thought there is no place in the world for you, or that there's not enough time for you to do what you mapped out to do, you are wrong. We need you, there's always a place for you. To solve the not having enough time issue, write out your dream projects in the order of their importance, and give out timelines to complete them. It works wonders. Don't let financial fear take control of you. Don't be vague with spending. Be more cautious. It's lighter than you think. Everything you do can feel like so much work. Working on yourself can feel like so much work to the extent that it is easier to give up on trying. To make things less like work, do the following tasks, no isolation for you. Be with friends. Engage in songs and dance. Write gratitude lists. Reach out and ask for help. Find yourself support groups, therapy or sharing circles. You are not alone, and you can never be. Don't forget that. You have to be flexible and practice the art of saying no if you are a yes person. Our work is whatever we say it is, and we just have to figure out what that means for us. Conclusion How to not always be working isn't about not working or finding a balance between your work. It is about paying attention to every person, moment, or gift. It is about loving being alive so much that you live. Congratulations to living your life to the fullest. Try this, a time will come when you will feel unaccomplished or that nothing is working. Just take a deep breath, and exercise some self-love to boost your confidence in yourself.